You're listening to Around Comics, episode 247, brought to you by InStockTrades.com, Cadence Comic Art, and Netflix. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. <laughs> Stop it, Tom. And Around Comics right. is recorded at Dark Tower the, Comics. The guest did it first. That's covering for him. <laughs> Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. Hey there, folks. I'm not the one dropping bottle caps and, and keys on the table. I'm Christopher Neesman. Okay, Tom, the, joined by our, our resident Foley artist. I just artist. pulled up on a horse and <laughs> threw my keys on the table. <laughs> Mr. Tom Caters, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm, I, uh, actually, I'm recovering from uh, from Wizard Chicago Comic Con. So it's uh, because you sh- actually shake people's hands and touch them. Yeah. I, hug. Do you hug people? I do hug people. I don't. I, I actually... I. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I did to Pat Wojka, but that wouldn't be proper. Oh my lord! <laughs> but uh, dirty. Yeah, that's I'm, why well, you get sick. I got the uh, I got the uh, the James Earl Jones voice. Actually, I, I told my wife today. It's like, yeah, I'm working on my best B. Arthur, and she's like, <sighs> yeah, don't go for James Earl Jones. That's my husband. Thanks, honey. So, uh, go yeah, for B. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. She wants to make love to um, a man with B. Arthur's voice. Yeah. So, yeah, like so, all women do. So for my wife, I'm going with the uh, the James Earl Jones, and I'll try not to uh, hack and cough too much uh, this evening. But let's uh, let's introduce our other uh, our other two guests. One is a returning guest, uh, uh, people in the Chicagoland area, and also folks and our other Foley artists uh. and uh, folks uh, you actually available on the internet, uh, known as the uh, the head guy at Geek to Me. You can find him in uh, Chicago's Red Eye newspaper here in Chicago or online at Geek to Me. Uh, he is Mr. Elliot Serrano. Uh, I am surprised you invited me back. Ellie, you're always a good guest, and I'm surprised that you came back because we always shortchange you because I always talk about you on Geek to Me and what you do for uh, for the Red Eye, but I never talk about your comic book work because you're actually a comic book writer. Well, we talk. We like to talk about legitimate mediums when we have the opportunity <laughs> that's, that's to post a comic book, that's true. And, and we'll we'll talk about uh, you saving Obama a little bit later. All right, yeah, Ash saves Obama. It's comic shops August nineteenth. There you go. That's uh, about the time this comes out. So. Yeah. So that's perfect, and we will talk about uh, about your work with uh, Army of Darkness and Xena and and the pres the, the POTUS. You've been writing the POTUS. The POTUS. And uh, and our other guest, uh, longtime listener of the show, uh, the uh, one of the official photographers of the Windy City Comic Con. You may know him uh, on various forums as L Dave. We just know him here as Dave Mathis, sir. How's welcome going, Chris? To Good. Is this your first your first go? Yes, on, on AC. Yep. Wow, we had Kyle Bice last well, week, and yeah. and you this week. 
We should label the new chair like the hot, Round Comics Hot Seat. It's, you are sponsored if, by <laughs> Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. You're it's in like, the hot yes. seat. Well, Chris hugged me last weekend, so I sound really terrible. Was it you? Yeah. You, are you patient zero? I'm gonna, I, ha- I'm gonna no, have a no, little no, cough medicine here. I'm gonna go out on you a shared limb. That with me, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb, Chris, and say that it's not just the con that you get sick from. It's I'm sure your lifestyle that weekend is not the healthiest. You know, Tom. Yeah. And as I tweeted this to you. And I know it's surprising to know I was not a an, an obnoxious drunk. Not even you once didn't spill a beer on yourself while trying to fix your hat. I dropped a bottle, a full bottle of ginger ale. In front but of, you were stone in, cold sober. But when I was you did stone that. cold sober. I was a little tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, there were there were no uh, alcohol mishaps this weekend. I was very well behaved, and I was trying to not get sick. Completely failed. And uh, and I was telling you, it's uh, it's Friday as we record this. I haven't had a drink since Sunday, so I've got a little whiskey here to to help the pipes. Chris showed up in um like a tuxedo, freshly shaved, like <laughs> nice looking, and he had one beer, and all of a sudden. The sea started slouching, and the beard grew in a little bit, and Hair the tuxedo out. fell apart, and there was a baseball jersey underneath it, and <laughs> back to normal. Uh, I feel so much better. I walked in, and he's like, "Why, hello, hello there." I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a format change. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about comics. Just talk about comic books. You know? well, I tell you what, uh, talking about comic books and a good place to buy said comic books is InStockTrades.com and. Uh, waiting for the trade has never been easier. In Stock Trades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, showcases, omnibus editions, absolute editions, showcase. Did I already mention the showcases? Essentials, all that. Anything. If it's collected, it's at InStockTrades.com. And coming up later this week, I swear to God, because we're going to record it tonight, is our talk on our book club selection, uh, uh, the uh, Justice League oh, International. Oh, is that this week? Oh, my it God. It will be later this week. I didn't finish week. it in time. Oh, studying. you you finished it 20 <laughs> years ago. Uh, uh, yeah. You can still pick that up at, uh, at InStock for 47% off the cover price and uh this comes out on monday so look for uh thursday friday ish for our book club selection where we talk about uh the uh the first edition of the Bwahaha era of uh, justice league so that's coming up and you'll have uh the announcement for our new book club selection which is is tom's pick and uh i was relieved because it's something i've already read but it's something i wanted to read a lot more about so there's your uh, there's your lost girls <laughs> yes <laughs> Way to right, go. guys. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I just picked that up myself. Did you? Yeah. I picked it up. <laughs> that was I nice have... of uh, Top Shelf to uh, re-release that as a um, uh, kind of a, a, a not cheaper. Well, yeah, it was cheaper version. The forty dollar <laughs> version was it forty bucks? Yeah, forty bucks. Yeah, it was it's, still it's, nice. It's very nice. No, yeah. I've not taken nice. a look at it at all. No, really? You're saving. You're saving. Well, you get it. you get married uh, in about a month, so you're saving that for uh, for wedding night. Maybe? Yeah, I'm gonna break it out and be like, "Here's some uh, <laughs> Sam, fairy tales." <laughs> There's a scene with a shoe. You definitely want to check out. Definitely want to check it out. All right. Well, I just haven't gotten a uh, like. It's always it's like one of those books that's always sealed. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, like I can't crack it open to like be like, uh, I want to take. I just want to take a look at it. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Just look. Yeah. I I went by the 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 top shelf booth at Comic Con and mm-hmm. um, Chris Staros was there and they had a copy of Lost Girls you could have flipped through but yeah. I said to him I said um I don't know I'm 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 torn between Lost Girls and Owly 
What should I do? <laughs> like, uh, he said that, 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 that's the most common common problem yeah. we get here is people can't choose between. So they get both. He was just he was trying to sell me both. One, you need one. to leave some breathing space in between them when you're eating. You don't want to get your alley in your in your lost girls. And you and you don't want to you don't want to get confused on where you read one and the other. You know you don't want to leave. Uh, you know. That's, uh, it's quite an erotic owl story. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Daros is a king of a man. I cannot wait for he and uh, all the folks from Top Shelf to come up to Windy City this year. As I was really happy for Chris, I was supposed to uh, pick up much product from him at, uh, at uh, Comic Con this uh, past weekend and, and keep it here so he didn't have to ship it up for Windy City because he's in uh, uh, Georgia and uh, he sold out of everything. So wow, it was, it was kind of a kind of a happy. Happy mishap. Yeah, so well, that's right. good. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our comic stock, uh, last thing, our featured music today. One of my favorites. Uh, decided to go with the uh, the Afghan wigs. Okay. I'm right. Big Greg Dooley fan, and uh, <clears throat> I might I might even throw in uh, a little uh, uh, a little music from uh, Backbeat, where uh, it's Dooley on uh, on lead vocals, but all uh, uh, covering Beatles songs for the Backbeat movie. From about gosh a decade or so yeah. back, at uh, Dave Perner and Dave Grohl were in that band. Among it was kind of like an all star of uh, the alternative music guys at the time. So I might you might, might do throw, that. Who knows? I, I might. Do you're that. going. You're gonna have to now. I'm gonna. Have or you to could now. edit. I guess you could edit this out if no, you want. No, no. I'll, th- I'll throw some in. But but the rest of it is all gonna be uh, uh, Afghan wigs because I can always come back with some Twilight singers later. I love Greg Dooley. He's he's one of those guys. Like, Man, I wish I could be like Greg Dooley. Maybe with his voice, I'm getting closer. But that's about it. All right, guys, what's so up? Uh, let's talk about some comic books. It's been uh, we've had a convention come and go here in Chicago, but uh, uh, lots of good, lots of good comic book news coming out, and uh, and some really good comics in the last couple of weeks. So uh, as always, Tom, Tom, you always start us off, uh, all right. and you it looks like you've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, my first one I want to talk about is from uh, Avatar. Uh, it is Frankenstein's Womb. Uh, another graphic novella similar to uh, Chris A. and um, uh, what was that? Ariel? Etheric Mechanics. Etheric Mechanics, yeah. So it's like a prestige bound um, black and white book, you know, thick, larger than normal. Uh, it is written by Warren Ellis with art by Merrick Oliksiki. Boy, Avatar I don't is know so where good. the fuck these guys are coming from. <laughs> Avatar is great about, really about good, having yeah. all these great artists that you've never, ever, ever heard of. And I don't know how long it, it takes them to do this shit. But, uh, you know, uh, I think in previous couple episodes we had talked about um, Garth Ennis and how I'm, I'm not the biggest boys fan. And I kind of think there's like a, there's a bipolarness to Ennis and that like some of his stuff I really like. And it seems like he's really trying. And the other half kind of seems sort of like. Yeah, whatever. You yeah. know, like what? And I kind of think the here, same here, way about Ellis. Here, yeah. Here's a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. And, and Warren yeah. Ellis, you know, I've never been a big fan of a lot of his superhero stuff. You know, his original stuff on The Authority was really good, but I always kind of felt that that was sort of what he had to say about superheroes and everything else has been kind of. Uh, his, little, main, his mainstream stuff since then has kind of tailed the off. Yeah. Iron Man was pretty good. He did some interesting oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Extremis was fantastic. Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was good. I, yeah. Well, has there ever been? Uh, by the way, folks, uh, uh, Dave is is the as Tom is to the Flash, yeah. Dave is to Iron Man. I like yeah. I like the Ellis stuff. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was very good. I thought it was right in his yeah. wheelhouse, as we like yeah. to say. Yeah, as far absolutely. as like absolutely, that hit um, all of his strengths. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but a lot of his stuff, like and I, I didn't really like his Thunderbolts and it, uh, any of the other stuff. But I've loved 
almost all of his Avatar stuff, even the superhero stuff, has had a little bit more uh, of like an edge to it. And yeah. I think it's even uh, Black Gas was a good zombie, yeah, um, mm-hmm. book. But so. especially the novellas he's been doing, I think, have been the best stuff he's been doing the last couple of years. Uh, this is all about as I crack open the book so I can remember all the names because yeah. in uh, Europe back in the 19th century, everyone had four names. And it was very hard to keep track of it, so, <laughs> as I was thinking about it. So it's all about the author that wrote um, uh, Frankenstein. Mary Shelley? Yep, Mary... Uh, Mary <laughs> Those are two of the four. Yeah. Uh, God. It's Mary, Wol- Mol- Mary Wolsoncroft Godwin with her husband-to-be Percy Blythe Shelley are going to, with Claire Cl- uh, Claremont to visit George Gordon Byron. You know, so that's how everyone's got, like... Four names. So they're traveling through Europe, and um, they stop at a castle that's been abandoned. She goes in to check it out, and she has like a vision of Frankenstein, the character Frankenstein. It tells us about the actual historical roots of where the uh, Frankenstein myth comes from, from a doctor who uh, used the same methods, and he signed his letters from Frankenstein, because that was the name of the uh, castle or the town they were in. And it really is just sort of almost a story just about how the stuff that she foresaw in Frankenstein has really come true. You know, there's a very uh, from hell portion of the book where all of a sudden Fra- the Frankenstein vision she has can take her into the past and take her in the future. And he knows what happens to everyone. He knows what happens in the future. And he takes her into the future and shows her someone being resuscitated with uh, a defibrillator. Def- a def- defibrillator? Defibrillator. You know, so he's like, he's brought to life with electricity <clears throat> oh, from, you know, <clears throat> all the things that you come to see uh, happen and about how her writing Frankenstein's uh, a turning point of, like, uh, technology and seeing how science fiction would happen in the future and like how she's got modern. research. Yeah, and, and yeah, like, yeah. Uh, just, like, what a turning point it is and how her own life mirrors that same thing and how she had a, a child that died very young and is Frankenstein part of that as well. Like it's like an image from her head of the child that she lost, what its potential could be. Huh. And it was really cool. It it was very different. You know, all three of these novellas he's done have been very different. Like Crusay was historical oh, fiction that was yeah. very rooted in like this is what war was like. Yeah. Etheric Mechanics was a, a parallel world story. And this was a very interesting exploration of an author as opposed to just being like a Frankenstein mm-hmm. story. And the art is, as all of them have been, has, is fantastic. And like all Avatar books, it smells great. Yeah. And I, lo- <laughs> I, I, love, I love that it was a prestige format, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, it's really yeah. long. Many, many trades. There are many trades. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that uh, I'm not going to say that this is nearly on par with Alan Moore's uh, America's Comics stuff. But I think that in a few years we might start looking back at the Warren Ellis era at Avatar and saying, wow, he did some really fantastic work yeah. um, while he was at, at Avatar. I wish that. he could just churn out more of these because <laughs> yeah, every the, single yeah, one's the, been like, oh, that was, you know, that was incredible. And mm-hmm. it's all about – it's got parts about religion, about how uh, the author's father had certain ideas about religion and her mother died in childbirth and how she's this weird – mix of all these different things of faith and science and how the world goes after the the whole Frankenstein myth and where it all comes from. And I thought it was it was way more fascinating than the Frankenstein story I thought it was going to be because it was really more about the author and 
her vision and where it came from. And, and what at this it meant. point, that's yeah. that's incredibly more entertaining and interesting than yeah. yet another Frankenstein story. Yeah, and there's all kinds of history parts in it about really what <laughs> her life was like, what her father was like, and how it all ties together. So it's got a little bit of the Crusade part to it with history. But it's got a little bit more of like a fantastical edge to it because, of course, there's a Frankenstein monster, you know, oh, narrating and guiding her through history. So uh, I loved it. And I was like, oh, yes. What's the cover price on that? Those, uh, those are, what, about six, seven bucks? Six ninety nine. Okay, seven bucks. Yeah. And everyone that I've read in that format has been well worth it. Etheric <laughs> Mechanics is. Those are fantastic. Oh. So I good. wished it was a series as a po- yeah. when I got to the end I was like oh I kind of wish it didn't <clears throat> they didn't end that there was more yeah. to it because I was like oh that's a great idea for uh for a story but this is definitely this has an end it's like that's it the, fits perfectly the, the to this end. format yeah the end it fits perfectly to the format so if you uh if you like Frankenstein you'd probably be interested in it because it goes a little bit into the history of where it comes from interesting the creative process it's got a lot to do with that and uh i mean the art is different from what we've seen from the other ones so it's still very detailed but very moody uh lots oh, wow. yeah and very uh, emotional like a lot of it's people talking most of the time but still they find a cool way to make it very dramatic and very interesting to look at even though it's just a frankenstein monster talking to a woman you can see the emotion in all the characters faces and you can get the idea of drama from it. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I will have to. Mark uh, pulled that aside for me uh, last week, and uh, and I have not had a chance to get to it. As, as usual, you're way ahead of me, Tom. I'm ahead of the curve on most things, Chris. I know you are. I know you are. That's one thing I've, <clears throat> I've learned over the last four years. I read everything by the next show. By the next time I pick up my books, <laughs> every I'm never day. behind on my books. Every comic that will come out on Wednesday, you have. I've read by the next Wednesday. How's next week? <clears throat> Next week's great. Nice. There's a few disappointing things, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay. Somebody dies <laughs> in a book. Somebody, somebody comes back. <laughs> not in the same book. <laughs> this portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Cadence Comic Art. You've heard me talk about buying original art on the show before, and now I want to let you know about the best place on the internet to find your next piece of original art. Whether you're looking for that one piece from your favorite artist, or you're wanting to build your own comics room art gallery, Cadence Comic Art is the first place you should go. CadenceComicArt.com has the easiest to navigate and most well-organized site for original comic art I've seen. You can find original art from some of Around Comics' favorite artists and past guests of the show, including... Scotty Young, Mike Norton, Tim Seeley, Chris Burnham, Jamal Eigel, Jeremy Hahn, Ryan Stegman, Sean Murphy, Brent Schoonover, Mike Gatos, and more. And superstar artist David Lloyd has just become the newest creator to join the Cadence Comic Art family of artists. Cadence Comic Art makes buying original comic art fast and easy. They ship worldwide and have fantastic customer service. Check out their brand new site for a full list of artists and see for yourself how easy it can be to start your own original art collection at CadenceComicArt.com. That's www.cadencecomicart.com. And remember, if you're coming to the Windy City Comic Con, drop by the Cadence Comic Art booth.
have for us? And and you can even talk about the book that you have coming out if you would so like. Well, uh, I don't. I'm not, I don't want to be too self promoting, but okay. Uh, so before I talk about my books, what, are my, what are my my two favorite books right now? Uh huh. Um, Invincible Iron Man. Uh, yeah, Matt, I've been digging that. Too. Matt Fraction. Wow, just, David. Thank, thank da- you. Da- David's <laughs> gonna like reach across the table and hug you, man. I've been really digging it too. I've, I've liked a lot. I've I've liked it quite a bit as well. I, really. The Eisner Award winning. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And 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 with with uh, because with of good me. reason. Yeah. <laughs> because about, uh, of, because of what? With good reason. And oh well, yeah, it's a great story. I said because of me. Oh, because of you. Yeah, because I just kept he's been pushing over it. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how the Eisners work, Dave. Oh, I don't wow. know where you were voting, but those voted, didn't, those I didn't count for anything. Voted somewhere a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Salvador Laroca fan <laughs> in the world, but he's actually held that book together pretty well, uh, considering how it, he's been noted to have issues with deadlines and yeah. he's working really mm-hmm. slow. He has been the look on the book has been really consistent, and it mm-hmm. just. I I'm just blown away by it, and I'm I'm also really looking forward to the redesign that they're doing on the trade dress and a lot of the stuff that they're they're going to be pushing the boundaries of how the book's going to look. So, but Matt Fraction's just been doing an incredible job, and I I'm enjoying what he's doing with Pepper Potts with Maria mm-hmm. Hill. It's very cinematic. It is. It's incredibly <clears throat> and 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 um I never cared about Maria Hill before. No. Yeah, no. but in, I always in, wanted in, to. <laughs> you feel like you were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's like wow. The, okay, she this, just kind of showed up. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and like she, I I want to like this character, you know. But well, uh, it, it wasn't yeah. even like like or dislike. It's like you didn't feel anything for her before in Iron Man. In the the first time you meet her in that book, you you automatically got the character, mm-hmm. which was what I really admire Matt mm-hmm. Fraction. For doing, he really seems to be able to write female characters really well. Well, you know, we, we talked about uh, Warren Ellis a minute ago, and I think it, it may be unfair to call Fraction a, uh, a an Ellis disciple. I think there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, you know they publicly talk about knowing each other, and 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 and, and Matt talks about the influence of, of Ellis on his work, and uh, you know. I, I think that you see that, and that is why Iron Man is in uh, Matt's uh, wheelhouse just as as much as as um, the the extremist storyline in Iron Man was in Ellis's wheelhouse. They really get they they have a both of those guys have a great feel for the 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 techno terror mm-hmm. that that's out there, mm-hmm. and he just he just he understands that and and you get the feeling that both those guys know what's going on in the world and they are as ahead of the curve as tom is with comics when yeah. it comes to techno yeah. i've read next year's comics don't <laughs> yeah. ask me now. Na- nano you, 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 na- you, you, nanites you are <laughs> a nanites. you are a comic futurist yeah tom. exactly just like uh just like uh fraction is not but i've been really impressed by the thing i like about it is that it's very cinematic and it kind of it avoids a little bit of the cutesiness that sometimes Fraction has in his stuff. Like a little, there's a little too much cleverness sometimes, but he's kind of avoided that with Iron Man, mm-hmm. and it just seems really straight, like straightforward, and it's got a real drive to it, and it's just you, it's a really long story that it's in right now too, right. and it's been really good. Um, uh, the whole idea of Tony Stark trying to erase his own memory so that Norman Osborn can't get his information in his head, so Tony's becoming stupider while he's traveling on, the, and it's it's and it like lots of explosions and, and uh, standoffs. It's it's been very 
entertaining. Well, I like what they've done with uh, with the Iron Man character, and 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 you know, Dave. I'll, I'll let you, Elliot, and Dave yeah. talk about this. Um, as far as you know, <laughs> Dave, I, how do you feel about what they did uh, to Iron Man? I mean, uh, I, I, Tony, I as an Iron Man, as an Iron Man fan, Tony Stark has had a really nice spotlight for the last what, three years, now? longer, yeah. yeah, since about Civil War. How did so, Civil War make you feel? I thought it was great. Really? Iron Man won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Iron Man would win. Of course he would. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Yeah. Like that t- dude with the shield. <laughs> turned turn Tony Stark into such a dick in Civil War. Yeah. I'm telling you. I well, couldn't he, stand that. That's the way the character's been. It's like every 10 or 15 years, he makes that switch. That's from true. From good guy to that's complete true. asshole. So. Right. And then they, they reboot him as a teenager. No, then they go, yeah. they I, don't, just, I don't remember they, that at all. <laughs> they just update, I don't remember they, that happening. That's, that's gone. They just, they just update the war that he was fighting whenever he. When they reboot, yeah. when they reboot the character, reboots Dave. He doesn't remember right. any of this. He doesn't remember what happened. It's always been the Middle East. I just reappear right now. <laughs> Every time he gets. He was never a teenager. Yeah. You, you love Iron Man armored adventures, don't you? I do. Yeah, I guess it's a lot of fun. It's, yeah. It is a fun show. It's a lot of fun. You know. This is funny how they they are they do manage to go back to that though Always. one way or another. Always, you know? he's an easy character to do it with. I mean, he's not he's not tied to one specific event. It's just okay. Tragedy gets the armor. Go. Yeah, and it's always it's always tech. It's always high tech. Yeah, and and there's always new tech to to dial into. I just want him to bring the briefcase back. Oh, that would rock. <laughs> oh, fitting the suit in the briefcase. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. After hitting a guy with a briefcase for forty years. You kind of get tired of it, but lugging it around, yeah. lugging that suitcase. That's got to be heavy. That was the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. Looking back on it, it's like yeah, fitting it's, a, it's a fit high tech suit there. in a suitcase. Yeah, yeah, like it was yeah. magnets and it would pull the. Oh, sure it was. Yeah, that was, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, very yeah, good. He knows that. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He can make good if, magnets. If anyone yeah. can fit an Iron Man suit in a suitcase, it's Tony Stark. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, excuse me. The the Flash fan, you don't have a problem with the uh, the Barry Allen having a whole suit in his wallet. Oh, oh, so because there's a shrink ring. Because there's a shrinking. Oh, there you go. That, that <laughs> makes perfect Listen, sense. Everyone knows that Tony Stark doesn't get along with Hank Pym. <laughs> no, Hank Pym's doesn't. not going to give him a, a, no. the shrink. Ray Palmer in the Flash. Like that, come on. Barry <laughs> Allen could totally Iron get Iron Man would just take it and copyright it. Yeah, <laughs> that's Stark tech now, bitch. That's Stark technology. <laughs> he would charge now. Hank Pym every time he turned into Ant Man. That's Stark technology now. <laughs> but I, I, I have enjoyed sort of the Norman Osborn versus Tony Stark um, dynamic because Norman Osborn is like really smart, but not as smart as Tony Stark. Right. And I was like seeing it's like the same thing whenever. Hank like, Pym gets in an well, argument with uh, with um, Reed Mr. Fantastic. It's yeah, like the really smart. There's like in a hierarchy. Like the there's only a, person smarter than you is this guy, and yeah, he's yeah. dicking you over right now. <laughs> there's there's definitely like glass ceiling. Yeah. The guys like Pym run into. <laughs> but I'm Hank Pym. That was the, up, the Doom and Reed thing forever. Doom was always brilliant, but Reed was always just a little bit more. And, yeah, a little bit smarter. So it's fun to see. Uh, Norman Osborn like trying to take the suit apart and he's like, I don't get how this works. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't understand how this works. How did he get this thing to work? Yeah, but the thing that kills me is that the only way Norman Osborne even stands a chance against Tony Stark is that they're making Tony Stark dumber in his yeah. book, you know. Beyond yeah. that, yeah. I mean Tony and he's still winning. Yeah. And yeah. and, and it, it it was the one thing that annoyed me annoyed the crap out of me in Secret Invasion is that Tony Stark was less incompetent. You know, he just he was totally know. taken by surprise by everything that Wait, happened. What, and for a guy yeah. who's supposed to was be that a, was that Spanish? Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he said he was incompetent. Oh, okay. for our English speaking. 
For our English-speaking audience. This episode will be subtitled. <laughs> yeah. Come with written English sorry, script. No, it just, seemed, it just seemed out of character that a guy who's supposed to be a futurist gets totally taken by surprise by the future. Well, you would you think know? that a guy that lives on Earth in the Marvel Universe would be ready for an alien, alien invasion. invasion at any right. point. But right. I think, though, you always have, you always have the streak of hubris, though, with Stark, too. There's always like mm-hmm. the thing where like his biggest problem is he... You know, he thinks he knows everything. You know, he thinks that he's, uh, you know, planned ahead right. for everything possible. <clears throat> so I, I think it it kind of doesn't make sense in that sense of like when you know, but it also kind of fits into the idea that his big problem is always himself. Yeah, like he it, doesn't. It fits the character. Yeah. He, he got, probably got drunk. He probably spilled <laughs> a beer on his scroll file. Yeah. And he was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. They'll never this. show up. Those guys, those guys suck. They never get anything. <laughs> Guys can never figure anything out. Have I mean, you not read early Fantastic yeah, Four issues? Those guys are idiots. Bunch of assholes. This guy's got turned into cows. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. They're them. just dolts. Yeah, they can never get anything together. As, as long as Tony Stark doesn't end up as Sam, I am. You know, at the end of the whole <laughs> thing. There's like, just three, give me Rain Man. Let him be. You know, I think there's like still three more parts to that story. It's like a twelve part yeah. story. Yeah, he's he's progressively going back. In memory and his armors, so at the end of it, he'll be in the gray suit again, probably. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Netflix. Right now, you can start a free two-week trial by going to www.netflix.com forward slash aroundcomics. At Netflix, you'll find over 100,000 titles to choose from, including classics and new releases, as well as TV series. Plans start from as low as $4.99 per month, and you can keep each movie as long as you want with no late fees ever. Netflix has free shipping both ways, and you can expect your next selection to be delivered in about one business day. Now watch some movies and TV series over the internet for no extra charge. I use this service with my Xbox 360 and personal laptop and love it. So head over to www.netflix.com forward slash round comics and get started with your free trial today. You know, that uh, would da- be pretty cool, da- Dave. You'll get you'll get a pick here, but um, uh, we have you're on the hot seat. We have oh, you man. are on the hot seat. <laughs> you're on the um, hot seat. You are so the guy. Hot. You are the guy that I went to and said, "Hey, Dave, I I would like to read some Iron Man stories. What are some good ones to start with?" And, and he called you, know, you a poser. Yeah, he said, "Fuck you, buddy." He it's didn't like, even ask. I like, just started shoving books at him. Uh, here you go. But uh, what <clears throat> some of your favorite uh, Iron Man stories, new and old? Uh, the one that I was talking to you about most recently was uh, Iron Man: The Inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of an out of continuity story. Um, oh, I know, I know. I don't care. Well, <laughs> now I'm sad that you don't care. <laughs> well, it was kind of it was kind of. Oh, I don't care. Some, it's out of continuity. It's not that it was fill in, but while Ellis was telling exactly. his extremist it, story, it was in the heavily delayed. The two and a half years for the six yeah. issues of Extremists, Jesus they Christ. they put this out. 
and uh, it was uh, Joe Casey and I think Fraser Irving. And it was oh just, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, and it was a story that uh, reintroduced a bunch of his old villains and tried and updated them in the same way that he'd been updated. And it was just it was a fantastic story. It was really solid. Um, and then anything uh, from the recent reboot from the Warren Ellis stuff on. Um, and then prior to that, all of his good stories are already in trade. So, I picked up I picked up Doom Quest. Yeah, this past weekend, which is uh, Doom uh, Quest, uh, Michelini and uh, Bob Layton, mm-hmm. and actually uh, uh, John Romita Jr. Yes, on uh, on uh, layouts with uh, with Layton finishes. I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was some really really cool stuff. And that was that's 1980s Iron mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> Yeah, which mm-hmm. I always was, love. Uh, love the yeah. idea of uh, Iron Man and Doctor Doom as yeah, as, all the old time travel stories. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Doom and Iron Man in King <clears throat> Arthur's court. Yeah, you, know, he, you, you gotta love that. Tony Stark hangs out with Merlin a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot, almost a lot, to the point where Merlin's like, "Is this guy gonna seriously? Can you leave, oh, dude? God, go home, Tony. <laughs> Let's go home." Now, are you uh, you an armor armors wars armor wars fan? Yes. I, I really like the Armor Wars story. Uh, did you read the one that uh, most recently came out, the new miniseries? Mm-mm. It's got a, a Scotty Young cover. Oh. And it's really solid. It, it seems to be more like the, the movie Tony Stark and Jim Rhodes. Okay. So I don't know I don't know anything. Don, Don Cheadle or um, Terrence Howard? In between, actually. No, oh, okay. So <laughs> Draw them in between. Yeah. These are the two guys that could be in. We're not sure which one yet, so... Jumbo. <laughs> yeah, the first issue came out last week or the, or okay. the week before, and it's really solid. So. Yeah, I never thought I'd like the way that uh, that Scotty draws Iron Man because he has a real organic feel yeah. to his art. But I, uh, his Marvel Adventures Iron Man covers are fantastic. Yeah, love them. That's, love them. Yeah, if I could get those as a pinup, oh, absolutely. They're great. They're great. Um, but do you have uh, – we, we've, we've tapped you for your Iron Man knowledge. Do you have a comic that you would like to talk then, about? We've uh, used you now. Oh, all right. I'll go home. <laughs> You're done. Next. Um, He's reaching for something. Oh, oh big, 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 big I'm not, fucking surprise. <laughs> I'm down at the end of the rack, so I can't reach Iron Man. <laughs> so you so reached the next closest. I reached War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I see a theme here. Yeah. I, 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 I can't tell what it is, I, but a I theme's developing. <laughs> what did I do this for? Uh, for anyone that hasn't read the series, this is issue eight. Um, the basic premise is uh, Jim Rhodes, after uh, Secret Invasion, Tony Stark is offline. His, he, his brain, he got shut down. I don't speak Spanish, so I can't repeat what you said. I'll, sh- <laughs> I'll shut down now. Yes. Um, no mas. He tells uh, he get, uh, Jim Rhodes gets a recording saying, uh, "Go to the satellite because I'm dead. You have to take over now." And Jim Rhodes goes to the satellite, gets the armor, and now it is Jim Rhodes' job to go through and go around the world and uh, punish mass murderers. So he's got a supercomputer in his head that, as he's looking around the room, it's giving him the information about the person, their their name, their age, height, weight, and there's a kill tally. How many people they're directly responsible for killing? Wow. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous way. That's awesome. Isn't it? it it's yeah. it's not Me. subtle at all. He's looking at a, a little kid and, okay, four. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks at his dad, 37. Okay, well, I got to take the dad first. But, How does a computer know this? 
It's a very smart computer. Stark knows everyone. It's a Tony Stark. It's Stark tech. Don't ask questions. It's. He, should, right, he should loan this stuff to the FBI, you know, so that, that way they... Well, they, they can have it if they pay. <laughs> they there's pay there's the no loaning in, in Tony yeah, Stark's no, world. It's, it's very expensive. It's, it's all proprietary. <laughs> um, and uh, in the most recent story arc, um, Ultimo, the giant android, uh, has been dismantled and his, his three main components have been spread all over the, the world. <clears throat> and, he, and Jim Rhodes is trying to track the pieces down. And along the way, he's killing a lot of people because that's what he does and the uh his old teammates on the west, uh, west coast avengers find out and they don't really understand why he's just gunning people down left and right because they don't have a kill tally <laughs> they don't know how many people <laughs> they don't have the kill tally view yeah. view master they don't have the overlay yeah and they're also the west coast avengers and they don't, so. yeah they didn't know they frown although the avengers uh charter is frowned it's, upon it's killing not people. yeah you have to sign that you won't kill anybody and <laughs> yeah he signed, and now he's killed a lot of people. But they they see him. Uh, the the piece is on a, a commercial airline. Someone has stolen is taking it, and uh, he's going in to. Okay, I've got to take this guy out. I can go in quick, cut a hole in the airplane, kill the guy, and then steal the thing and fly away. And the West Coast Avengers decide, oh, that's a bad idea. We don't want you to shoot an airplane out of the sky. So a big fight breaks out, and. The airplane gets shot out of the sky. Can't they just talk about it? Like <laughs> well, reasonable people. Well, who, they're who, the West Coast Avengers. Nah. Who are the Who are the West Coast Avengers these days? Oh, let me see. No, are there are there, are, there are actual West, West Coast, Coast Avengers? Well, well it's the I full, think it was the West Coast. Okay, it was. It's, it's the Fifty States Initiative, or is this the old West Coast? Well, Avengers? this is the, the old team. It says on the cover. Excuse me. Can the West Coast Avengers stop War Machine? I think I saw Wonder Man involved. Wonder Man. Um, let's see. Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Uh, Clint Barton. Ronan. Oh. Pff. Boo. 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 Ah. Boo. <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> My question is: Are they on the West Albatross. Coast? Does this happen? Because. <laughs> Clint Barton keeps getting his butt handed to him by the hood every time on the East Coast. They, well, you know. yeah, there are... Uh, is Moon Knight in there? <laughs> no, Moon Knight is... Oh. Not, no. Oh, it's not real. But Tigra. Tig- Tigra is there, and she jumps from their little shuttle onto the space shuttle. Okay, this, She's isn't, this isn't shaping up to be much of a fight, if you ask me. Oh, well, it's pretty. Yeah, it is very well drawn. I mean, Hawkeye pulls his bow on War Machine. He uses a bow. Yeah, and that doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, see, he's um, wearing the wrong costume for it. It's an extremely yeah. accurate it, shot. It is. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Have, yeah, someone explain to me how he's still Ronan. Someone just explain that to me. I, I guess Ronan's a, it's a albatross around whoever gets that guy. It never works out. Do you think he goes home at night and says, I hate this fucking costume? <laughs> when can I be? Just call me Clint Barton. Just I'll be- just wear. I'll just wear. I'll just wear a suit. Can I just put a big purple H on the chest? <laughs> there's already. There's an evil Hawkman. Well, I'll just be Clint Barton. I mean, I don't need. To, Can I, I just be Clint? There are like three Spider-Mans or two yeah. Wolverines. I don't know what's wrong with two. Uh, two Hawkeyes, excuse me. You know? There's a Wolverine and a dark Wolverine. A ba- ba- baby, I call him Difference. Baby Wolverine. Baby, Difference. Baby Wolverine. Baby Wolverine. Baby Wolverine. Well, that sounds cool. It is. A, it's a lot of fun. Uh, he's because he's mostly machine. He has the ability to kind of rebuild himself from anything around him. So the more beat up he gets, he's oh a tank or an airliner or in here a space shuttle. Mm-hmm. He just rebuilds himself out of that. So oh, that's cool. It's a really fun series. Nice. 
I will have to check that out. People I'm getting sure. killed. Well, it's Marvel puts out everything in trade. Yeah, you know. I, I'm sure I'll throw it at you sooner or later. Okay. okay. Read this asshole. Yeah, and uh, and we did mention yeah, we did mention that uh, uh, the comic book convention in Chicago, Chicago Comic Con, was this past weekend. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts uh, about conventions is hitting those five dollar trade oh, booths. Yeah. And I picked up a bunch of really cool stuff. But I found uh, as I got home, uh, most of them were World War Two <clears throat> or World War Two themed. Chris has an affection for the greatest generation. They are the greatest generation. A fictional. You like the fictional version. Of. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I don't I, like old people. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got the con That's right. Was it? There was a books about the '84 Cubs. What was that? No, no, no. <laughs> the greatest generation. No, not 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 the not not the greatest greatest failure. Oh. <laughs> no, the, these are about people that won. Yeah, <laughs> always win. <laughs> so. Uh, in addition to some uh, uh, awesome uh, uh, 10 World Series championships, thank you very much, and uh, in first place right now. Thank you. Uh, Let's save this for the baseball podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which will just be me being merciless to Cub fan. Um, uh, the White Brigade by uh, Peter J. Tomasi. <clears throat> Tomasi. Um, why can I not say Tomasi? Tomasi. Peter Tomasi. By Peter J. Peter Tomasi. Peter Tomasi. <laughs> and uh, Peter Schneeberg. See, I can say that one. Uh, the White Brigade came out, I want to say, about five years ago. I'm going to say 2004, 2005-ish. I'll find it here. Yeah, 2005. It was a miniseries uh, uh, by DC Proper. And it is a World War II era story that I can kind of uh give you the mashup description yeah give me the hollywood pitch right now do i make this hellblazer meets saving private ryan done movie made done keanu reeves (laughs) (laughs) and tom hanks keanu reeves tom hanks matthew damon Damon. there you go it's done i would actually probably work for this Uh, the the Hellblazer part is that uh, there is a uh, a war between heaven and hell. There are uh, fallen angels. Oh, there's always a war between heaven. Oh and yeah, hell. yeah. Can't F- they just get along? Um, uh, fall, they need fall- to solve that soon. <laughs> uh, the, the setup is that this is uh, uh, Europe, 1944, and we're coming to the the end of of the war. And uh, uh, guys, that you've got the uh, the the veteran soldiers on the front lines that are really. Uh, just trying to survive so they can get home. There's there's not much you know doubt that that they're gonna they're gonna take Berlin and they're uh, they're just trying to survive here in the last days of the war. Uh, the the supernatural story is that there were angels that lived among men pre flood pre Noah and that uh, and that God actually sent the flood to uh, wipe out majority of the earth's population and these Grigori is what they're called, these angels that had been among men too long and it actually started to mate with them. Yeah. And so it's these straight the, banging. The, the 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 offspring of these of these angels and and people. Uh they're called the Nefari. Uh, and I'm probably gonna get that Nephilim. all 
Nephilim. Nephilim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually Thank that's you. a biblical reference. Yeah, it is. Okay. That's a biblical reference. And um, and so these these Nephilim and the remaining Grigori, which there's only one, have gone through time trying to find um, this uh, uh, god fire and and a sword that if you, they reclaim the sword and light it with with this this fire which actually emanates from the actual cross that that Jesus was was crucified on then the gregory could return to heaven and actually battle god yeah. and and so these soldiers the, these soldiers get caught up in this it's the you yeah. know the, the saving private ryan part again these soldiers get kind of wrapped up in this and become these soldiers of God, this light brigade, and they have to go and protect the 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 cross that Christ was was crucified on and defeat the uh, uh defeat the Gregory. So it's that that that's your setup. Um uh Snayberg's art, if you um uh if you've read uh the um uh Garth Ennis Battlefield. He did uh the Deer Billy arc. Yeah. He also did a lot of work in Starman with James Robinson uh and was the beginning artist on the Mighty so uh, this guy's he's been around for for a day or two and uh, has a fantastic feel for World War II stories. Uh, and then uh, uh, Pete Tomasi, who's been writing some great stories at DC, uh, some uh, Green Lantern stuff. Uh, what else has he been been writing? Uh, the boy? Outsiders. Yeah, he did Nightwing for a while before it became something else. I think he's one of those guys that is consistently very good, but doesn't have a lot of the name recognition like a, a Johns or a, or a Bendis, but just writes really good stories. And this is if you are if you are a, a World War II fan that also enjoys you know hellblazer-esque uh demons versus angel angels kind of on stuff. human action yeah if you're a fan there's of a that. little bit of that there's a little bit of uh yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm going on Ooh, hey. Um, yeah hey <laughs> not for the kids right um you know the 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 religious aspect of it 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 just it just stops short of almost being preachy it never gets to that oh, it's just God. a really good good versus evil um, story. You didn't convert to anything after? No, no, I didn't. Didn't go to confession. Nothing like that. Um, <laughs> what brings you here, my son? I just read a comic book <laughs> series just... about angels having sex with humans. Well, that's all. That, how that can would be I pull? Torah. How can I pull <laughs> that off? You'd be you'd be Jewish if you're that's, gonna. That, that sounds hot, Father. That sounds hot, Father. I've had improper thoughts about cartoon angels. <laughs> um, but no, it's just it's just uh, yeah, it's 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 a really good uh, really good. Good versus evil in World War II setting. Angels, demons, crosses, and hey, I got it for five bucks. So it retails for I think nineteen ninety. You won. I think so. uh, uh, Snatchberg is doing um, the unwritten right now with. Okay, Mike I think Aaron. that's Peter Gross that's doing that. But Peter Gross looks like Snatchberg. Okay, and, and I loved Chris Somney following yes, him up on, right. on the Mighty. So okay. yeah, Snatchberg's a guy that just kind of pops up. And, and it's like, ooh, I love his art. And he showed up at my house. His Starman stuff him. was incredible. He really was, yeah, he was stuff. a really nice follow up to Tony Harris's stuff on there. And uh, I, I've I've become a bigger fan of his work as I've kind of come to to recognize it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is like uh, four or five years old. And uh, yeah, just a uh, good World War Two uh, stuff. You're right, Peter Gross. He looks like Snagebreaker though. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a disciple. One could say maybe so, they hate each other. I shouldn't say that. They might not. They might hate each other because they have similar styles. Who knows? We have some email. All right, let's go. Uh, For me? And, and 
No, not no. And Tom. Oh. Yes. Tom Caters writes in and says, I won't be here this week. <laughs> Dave Mathis writes in and says, Chris, are you guys recording tonight? Yes. Yes. Um, if you would like to email the show, you've you just won a Google lottery. So. <laughs> By emailing us at info at aroundcomics.com. Please, uh, please put uh, listener feedback in the subject line. All right. This one is from Rufus Jenkins. I was having a chat about fake name. <laughs> I was having a chat about authors and books with, with a girl I've, I've recently uh, been seen. He's been talking to himself about this. <laughs> the topic of Stephen King came up, and she told me that she has never read The Stand. I thought about lending her my trade of the first volume of Marvel's adaptation. I could kill two birds with one stone. She'd get a chance to start reading this great piece of literature, and at the same time, I could show her that comic books are more than superhero and kid stuff. However. However, at the last moment, I decided not to bring it up. In my mind, I believed her first time reading The Stand should be the novel instead of the comic book. That way she can get the full story and visualize the characters and scenes herself instead of having them rendered for her in the artist's interpretation. I respect all of your opinions and wanted to know your take on this. When it comes to a novel that has been adapted to comics, should I direct the person to the comic? Especially if it's a novel someone is interested in reading, in reading, or should I let the person read the novel first and then show them the comic adaptation? I realize there have probably been some bad adaptations, but the stand, uh, but with the stand and the upcoming Parker graphic novels, I feel this could be an interesting discussion. Thanks for taking the time to read my email. Thank you. Rufus. I would say your, I would say that the Parker one would be good because you get the whole complete thing in one shot with the stand you're gonna have to wait a couple years it's gonna be 30 something <laughs> issues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're gonna have to wait a little while to read to read the whole thing which might be a little frustrating to someone that's just like i just want to read the stand yeah can i just read the book that's out and complete you know <laughs> not to dissuade you from giving it to them but if you're between the two i'd give them the parker one because yeah. that's it is the you know it's the book yeah, yeah, yeah and i, I think fun. someone that's used to reading books the presentation of parker is perfect because it looks like a book yeah. and um i mean that was very conscious i think on idw's part to uh, to package it that way the, the the jacket design it looks like a book yeah. so uh, i think yeah, the stand comic too. book is very much designed in mind for people who have read the stand who want to read it as a comic book yes i, yes. I don't think it's meant to be like if you're interested in reading The Stand, in what, here's the 36-issue story that you got to <laughs> wait three years to read. It's for people who read comic books who also like yeah. and I'm Stephen loving it. Yeah. Some, with some curiosity between. So I, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd, I'd give them something whole, something yeah. in one whole shot. Where you and get the whole Mike thing. Perkins has drawn the shit out of that book. By oh, the I'm, sure, I'm sure it's really good. Oh, it's, it's just if she has an interest in reading The Stand, she might get frustrated in getting... Yeah. Yeah, like, three years later, is it fucking over yet? <laughs> <laughs> this book is out. I can read it. <laughs> Why am I waiting? No, wait, wait, wait. The trade's coming out. <laughs> Six more months. Six more months and the trade will be out. Don't worry. Oh, I just want to read the fucking book. <laughs> How about you, Dave, Elliot? Any uh, any good uh, novels that have been adapted to uh, to comic book form that you guys would suggest? There's a lot I would like to try. Mm -hmm. uh, the the Fahrenheit 51, the Raid Barberry. Oh, cool! But you know, I tell you what, the uh, the uh, price point scared me off on that. Is it Thir thirty bucks? That's not a big book. It's not a big book, and it's thirty bucks. Really? Yeah. Because I got I got the actual novel for like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at that. 
Yeah, that's tiny. Thirty bucks for that? Yeah, check it. I mean, it, it's up. it's pretty. Oh my God! Look who just came in. What? Oh, it's Tony. It's uh. Tony Akins. You never wow, know who's gonna show up. Thirty dollars for this? Dave, you're out of here. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let somebody else take this is, chair. It's that, hot. That is shocking. Yeah, yeah, thir- really? thirty bucks $30 for, I was, for that. Man. I, was, I was a little I shocked. The dust, the dust jacket is very smooth. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's the smoothest. That is a thirty dollars like, dust, I, I just, uh, dust jacket. You I got can't there, hold buddy. on to it. It's, yeah, I mean it looks nice, and I love the story, but yeah, I wasn't going to drop thirty bucks oh, wow. on that. It was a little. Well, little... I have no opinion then. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one wow. I was going to. <laughs> I was completely wrong. Now I'm going to say no. The, yeah, the I, I, I hate all of them now. Elliot. I'm a snob. I they they don't even get half the movie adaptations right. Yeah. A lot of times I can't really think of anything right now. Read I mean, read, read read the Hunter the 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 Parker the Hunter. It's the, fantastic. Right. Very good. Very good. Very cinematic. Which uh, um, it was weird for me because I've I've never read it, so I can't talk about how it stacks up against the the novel. But I have seen Payback, which is one of my favorite movies, and so reading the Hunter. It was like, wow, okay, this is, yeah, it, it made me want to go back and watch Payback, but only the director. Well, see, that's the thing. I'd, I'd have to read the book first and see how they compare. Because to me, again, the book, there is something about the book itself, what mm-hmm. you have to bring to yourself, of yourself to that experience. Yeah. And, and again, I'm just being a snob. So yeah. I, I'm looking I'm, forward I'm to I'm still the, shocked that that book cost $30. Yeah, I know. It's, it's what, 120 pages, maybe? What the fuck? Maybe, maybe. Um, it was hardcover. Um, Does it burn all your other books? It might. It, it might. <laughs> replaces them. Uh, all right. Let me see here. Um, next, next, next email. E- next email next. is next. from uh, Thomas uh, Carenti. Okay. Thomas Cater. Uh, Thomas Carenti. I am new to comics. The first book I ever bought Liar. was Thor 600. If that is any indication of my timeline. Wow, so he is not afraid of picking something up halfway through. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm I mean, gonna buy this six hundredth <laughs> issue of Thor. It's my first wow. Yeah. Which is like part like seven of eight uh, or whatever it was. So um, good must on be good a on bold you, Tom. and courageous man you. to stick stick around. <laughs> my question is, and you know what? It was the second email we got in a month of someone that, that was their first comic, was Thor 600. Why Thor 600 of all I, things? I have no you idea. see a big Norse mythology? Which was the cover that had Thor listening to the iPod? What cover was Thor that? Thor 600. Yeah. That was a really clever cover. Oh, yeah. Well, know, maybe it. that might have been Oh, what, believe me. I repurposed oh. that cover and put an AC logo on that iPod. Pretty clever. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we uh, stole that shit. Oh, yeah. I stole that <laughs> we shit. We ain't proud. Uh, my question is this: uh, Where can I go to get a good price on recent back issues? My LCS has some, but it's mainly a gaming store that sells comics. And thanks to DCB Service uh, being what they are, I am now going to go through them for my new books and forego uh, the LCS altogether. Where can I go to get recent books to catch up on current arcs or the arc that has just ended? I'm not looking for anything really old. Just say the last couple issues of the my. Or Punisher. He's got good taste for a new comic book fan. Uh, That's I, why get, I think he's lying. Nah, I, <laughs> this guy's I got, got liar stink all over him. I guess I could wait for the trade, but I'm just too impatient. Uh, any help would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys, for all keeping right, new reader. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just uh, you can search around online. There's, my comic shop. Mycomicshop.com is a good one. I've um, never looked for recent. Back issues that I've always only looked for the mm-hmm. sad old shit that I buy. Yeah. Well, well, Tom Caronti, 
I say Tom, you'll think I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where you live, but um, my <laughs> my suggestion would be if there is a comic book convention anywhere near your hometown or city, go check that uh, that convention out, and you can find a lot of comics that have come out in the last year for a dollar or less in the in the dollar bins, yeah. and uh, you can shop to your heart's content. And uh, you know, don't be afraid. Of or waiting wait for, for the, the trade. trade. Yeah, yeah, wait for the trade. Don't, especially with Marvel, because their trade schedule is so quick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 worry about waiting for Marvel trades. Uh, the DC trades are a little bit. Uh, they take longer. A little bit lagging, but uh, um, lagging in time, not in quality. Um, but uh, they take a little bit longer to come out. Uh, even though Jack of Fables comes out like clockwork. Like fucking clockwork. Yeah. <laughs> the tax, Ver, death, Verti- death, taxes, and jack of fables are the three things you can depend on. Yes, vertigo comes out like clockwork. So, yeah, check out those conventions. Uh, you can look around online. My comic shop is one that I know a lot of folks use. All right, uh, last one here, and then we'll wrap things up. Hey, Chris, or anyone who is interested in answering this question, I just recently came back to comics, believe it or not. But Thor the- 600 was the first <laughs> issue I read. <laughs> But uh, the R.I.P. Batman story is what got me back. Uh, now to get to the point, I am coming to Chicago for the Steelers versus Bears game home. Steelers versus what? Bears home game on September twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm arriving, blah, blah, blah. He, he's, so you he's, want to ride from the airport? Apparently. <laughs> uh, My he's, phone uh, number is... Um, He's asking, what are the must-sees in Chicago? He says, also, I've never gone to any con and any advice um, you have regarding the Chicago con would be awesome. It looks like he's uh, – oh, he's coming – oh, he's going to be in for uh, Windy City. Um, uh, he says he was thinking of attending but thinks that he will be overwhelmed by the whole thing. Finally, if you have any uh, – uh, finally, if any of you are interested, I would be interested in uh, a good pub or a great watering hole suggestion while I'm in town. Okay, so it, it, he's coming in for a Bears game, so good on him. Okay. Um, Sounds he, like it was written by uh, – who was the guy that wrote uh, Ulysses? <laughs> Is there <laughs> no, any punctuation? Oh, no, that was it, your it, – it, it was read by me. That was, that was read all it, to you in that yeah. style. There may have been a massive run-on sentence there, it but it was like, me and my cold. And no my punctuation. Um, so first of all, he is asking – Asking what are some must-sees in Chicago? He's an out-of-towner. He's coming in for basically a long weekend, um, guys. Uh, and we'll just go around here. Um, Elliot, a must-see in Chicago uh, for a first-time visitor. Ah, oh, the 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 new Sears Sky Deck, the Willis used, Tower. The Will, oh, yeah, well, I call it. Yeah, the big <laughs> Willis Willi. Tower. The big Willie. But the that that ledge that is literally a piece of transparent glass that you can stand out and look straight down on yeah. the street below. Yeah, if, yourself. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. not afraid of heights, you nope. can go stand You've in there and do that. that. Screw that. Uh, <laughs> Tom? Uh, Tom works in the Willis if, Tower. If, if, if it's nice, I'll go to Millennium <clears throat> Park. The Bean. Yeah, mm-hmm. go check out that big See metal the bean. bean and uh, maybe pickpocket some foreigners. What I do when I go down there <laughs> every day at lunch, I dress up like a chimney sweep and I just wander around, just cutting bags on, just run away. That's what I do. You got to outrun Passports. the security guards on segways. Oh, it's no problem. Just go, you know, jump go under the fence. beam. They they always get they can't get looking at their own Yeah, exactly. They get confused. Dave, the uh, field museum. Absolutely, you stole mine. Yeah. The Field Museum is amazing, and uh, I'll go for a very obvious one. And after you're done at the Field Museum for three days, going through there, go to the uh, the Art Institute of Chicago because mm. it is a world 
class Ar- art museum. Take an architect boat architecture tour. Oh yeah, which is yeah. sweet, and yeah. the aquarium is pretty sweet too. Yeah, it's anything downtown. If you're first time, if you are a first time uh, visitor to the city, anything that you do downtown, yeah, the architectural <laughs> tour is uh, uh, an absolutely amazing way to see there's, Chicago by boat because there are uh, rivers that run through the city. There's a Mexican place down called by the name uh, downtown by the name of Chipotle. You're terrible. It's very authentic. They have multiple salsas that you can select. And you can build your own. Uh, Yeah, I mean, mean, they're very freewheeling. There's a sandwich place called Subway that does a similar thing, but with sandwiches. Not on the subway. No, yeah, yeah, it's above. It's a it's restaurant. Don't worry, it's not in surprised. one of those trains. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 skip to his third one and then come back to the the second question because it leads me into a good uh, um, segue. Um, speaking of segues, uh, any good watering holes? Uh, Chicago per capita has more bars than any other city. You can just in drink in country. an alley if you really want. I mean, <laughs> you, are not you don't even going, need to find a place. You're not going to hurt to find a bar in this city. And, uh, yeah, it depends on what you want to do, play pool or just a corner bar or a dance, whatever. Uh, there are more bars than Bush's Got Beans here. Duke so of don't Perth, great fish and chips. Oh, there you go. Duke of Perth. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and he talks about uh, he's never gone to a con before. And the Windy City Con is a perfect con for people that have never been to a con before. uh, He might be overwhelmed by the experience. Don't worry. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you won't be overwhelmed by our con. There's going to be a lot of people screaming in your... It's extreme. I mean, it's an extreme con where we're we're yelling at people and... There's a lot of fights. This is like, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to fight at least somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If it's your first con, you have to fight. It's like Fight Club. You have to fight that. And you have to sing the blues before you leave. You have yeah, to fight exactly. and sing, sing the blues. blues. You probably get the shit beat out of you. But. Uh, it, it, it gives me a chance to plug the show because we, we have... Uh, <laughs> as if you've... Yeah, as if you've been waiting. <laughs> I've oh, is there going to be an opportunity to plug our show? <laughs> that we, Thank goodness this avenue is open for me. He's we been have, waiting. God, just, Christ. We have uh, three three new guests to announce, and I am incredibly excited. Uh, uh, first of all, Richard Starkings emailed me this week, and his uh, uh, one of the colorists for Elephant Men, Gabe Bautista, is coming. And then he emailed me again and said, and uh, Moritat has decided mm, they to, all to join They all sound foreign. <laughs> Moritat is from Seattle. Mm, I don't met, know. And he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. I'm so, so excited that he's coming. But I yeah, don't consider you, Seattle part of America. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not, he's not, not a real American. It's not real America. You can, can't you see Alaska from there? everyone in my family's got a first name and a last name? <laughs> but uh, but uh, Moritat, uh, the amazing artist from Elephant Man, is going to be joining us, and uh, and a lot of people don't know that the next gentleman is is uh, lives in the Chicago area. Whenever he's not living in in France or Japan or. Any other, any anywhere else where there are foreigners, Tom. But uh, I am incredibly excited to uh, announce that Jeff Darrow is going to be a special guest at this year's show. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So. Are there going to is there going to be a room for attendees at this show, or is it simply a trick that you've gathered all these people so you can get sketches from all of them? Yeah. I'm, I'm not- place. Is it suspiciously becoming a little bit like that? We're like, oh, we have five more people. I'm like, how the fuck? Yes, the convention is in my living room. (laughs) 
and the everyone's doors now, locked. Yeah. And the doors are, you all have to do a sketch for me. Yeah. <laughs> Did we, you see Saw? It's going to be just, just like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we My have... own, it can be any character. <laughs> But they they um they have to be smoking a pipe and eating a steak. <laughs> and I love I love Batman's rogue gallery. So hints. Hint, go hint, for it, hint, hint. everyone. Jeff Darrow. Yeah, you, can, you can you can all draw while you're handcuffed together, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think Jeff, we- you put the lotion on your skin, or you get the hose again. <laughs> I think, I think we're I think Mr. Starkings, you want to help me move this couch into my van? <laughs> he's a big he's a big girl. <laughs> it's gonna you've be moved fun. on to like a new level of stalking. You've become so you've become so you, them, I bring you them bring to them me. to you now. <laughs> You bring them oh. to you. Don't even bother because you're like you're trying to maximize the amount of people you can. My four master plans finally come together. Finally, I can gather all these people in one place and stalk them in one room. Tony, put your phone down. <laughs> Warning people, it's he's like, a stalker. Uh, oh goodness! Gather y'all in one yeah, place. So yeah, it's uh, about eighty-two guests now. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome time. So it, windycitycomiccon.com dot com and uh, uh, to uh, uh, is it Jamie here? Yeah, uh, from the it, it's we took everything that we like about big conventions and we boiled it down to a smaller convention. Yeah. So it is a very easy show if you are a first time con goer. It's not overwhelming. It's it's not you know a huge convention center. It's it's a community center. And it's a really it's nice a gentle storm. Show. It is. It is. It's a. It is a gentle. Rolling thunder. Yes, it is a gentle show. So, yeah. uh, and it's ten dollars. So you know, come on up. Uh, you can meet everyone from around comics. Might hurt it first. It wasn't clogged. Might hurt it first, but you'll enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You'll be begging for more. Oh God! Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that, that laugh oh, made it creepier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I've, now yeah. I've gone Jesus. over the line. All right, I don't know. that's a big promise, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this one up uh, real quick. Elliot, um, Ash saves. Ash the saves Obama. Number one comes out August nineteenth at your local comic shop, and that is printed by Dynamite Entertainment. There you the go. Owners of the Army of Darkness uh, license, and you'll be able to pick that up. Four issue miniseries. Starting off with Ash at a comic convention, and who happens to be stopping by but the POTUS himself. Well, he's a big Conan fan. Big big Conan, big comic book fan. We decided to take uh, advantage of that idea, but uh, we don't overplay it, and I, I try to play everything with the president as straight as I can until we get to Ash, and then it just gets, lu- <laughs> gets ludicrous. Then it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit harder. And then but by the, page three. It's crazy. And yeah. it just well, – How – how much humiliation can you put Ash through in a book at a comic convention? We will see. Nice. We will see. Nice. And we'll, uh, I want to, um, next week, on next week's episode, I want to talk about the whole process of, of writing an Obama book. So, which, Magic uh, 8 is, Ball. Just Magic 8 Ball. There you go. <laughs> just shake. Would Obama do this? Ask again. You know, <laughs> Obama was confronted with zombies. What would he do? You just sit there and you think about it. and You would kick ass. Kick no, ass. you try and meet them halfway. No, no of, course, <laughs> of course. Consensus builder. Because, but yes, because he, because he is... Uh, he Death, is panels. <laughs> Death panels! Death panels! 
Nice. All right. Well, uh, Tom, uh, yeah? three times a week, Tom versus yeah, The Flash. Something like that, two or three. Yes. Who knows? Well, you're getting ready to get married. Yep. So is 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 Tom versus the Flash coming to an end? Eh, no. That's so fucking long, though. I still have like 130 to go. <laughs> You're going to be doing that for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's true. Tom versus the elongated man is a long Tom, way off. It's probably never going to happen. <laughs> Plus, he's back again. So you, are you going to include the, the black no. lantern elongated no. man? No. There's no? a certain point in the mid-80s when comics stop being funny in a way that are funny and not sad. You're going to have to, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to go back and pick out another one. So yeah, it'd be like Aquaman. You had a lot I, of shit going on. Yeah, I I live for the day that it's Tom versus Aquaman. Aquaman. And and the the subtitle to that to that show will be No, you're the one that's you're lame. the one that's lame. <laughs> He's the king of the the sea. It's like seventy five percent of Earth. <clears throat> Can Superman command fish? <clears throat> Hell no. No, he probably use super ventriloquism at some point if he could speak fish's language. Which he cannot. How many bank robberies in the ocean? You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many bank robberies in the Silver Age involve the ocean. <laughs> You'd be uh, there's a there's a good story where uh, it's like a Green Arrow Aquaman team up, and they both have these criminals that they've captured, and they break out, and the criminals are like, "Well, I'm going to go under the ocean, and I'm going to go to land." Like, who the fuck focuses on the ocean? Like, I'm going to be a crook who focuses on ocean... Like, he obviously wasn't successful, but instead of... There's a lot of money in Plankton. But instead of just... (laughs) Instead of just saying, all right, Aquaman, your guy's on the ocean, your guy... There's a new guy in the ocean, you go catch him. Aquaman follows his guy to the land, and Green Arrow has to go underwater to deal with it. So, I mean... Of course. Yeah, because they just dicked around (laughs) half the time. (laughs) They had everything wrapped up so tight, you could just goof around for, like... I'm going to catch this guy in like 20 minutes. I don't care. Then know. we're going to frolic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a big glass aquarium with all my fish friends. That I'm going to troll around in a uh, trailing behind a truck that I'm driving, which is what Aquaman did. So he had all his fish with him. In a, in a tra- tra- just dragging this tank through town with a truck. Waiting to catch him. Yeah, it worked out. He caught him. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. You you're, been fast, you're already right? prepping. You're researching. That's not research. Oh, there's, for that's you. not research. I was reading that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can uh, hear more of me, and hopefully, I'll be over my uh, my raspy cough by uh, by this week on eleven o'clock comics with uh, with David and Vince and Wood and uh, and Sal. I think occasionally is doing this thing with Braxton and Matt Burden and and Scotty called the League of Nobody. I, I think there's a lot of cultural problems because they're Southerners and foreigners and mm-hmm. like. They don't all have watches. It's a language barrier. Yeah, it is a bit of a language barrier between all of them. It's a major accent barrier for sure. All right, well. Hello? um, Hello, governor. What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Scotty's like, I can't understand understand any of you. Speak English, motherfuckers. All right, I want to thank everyone for uh, for being here this evening. Dave Mathis, Elliot Serrano, Tom Caters, and uh, Mark Beatty, is, uh, as always, for hosting us here at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. We will be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime... Oh, in between time. Thank you, sir. Thank we'll be everywhere. Thank you. In- you never thank yourself for all the work you do. You know what? Let me do it. Thank you, Chris. Tom, nice? you just made it all worth it. Yeah, you've been waiting 247 episodes for me to thank you. <laughs> it's 
it's all worth it now. Yeah, Thank now you. it's done. It's over now. Go we'll be everywhere again. Around. I need the best. Stop. Stop. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. I make it sound like this is the final episode. Goodbye. See you on September Stay 19th, sad. and then we're done. I killed him. That's right. in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009.